At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a great hour coming up for you as Danielle Avari is going to be joining me. She does amazing work here at the network. We're going to be taking a look at just some college sports that are going to be coming up for Tuesday. We're going to take a look at some college football, some college basketball. So we're going to have a great time chatting with her. And we're also going to be joined by Matt Landis. He does a great job over at the Props and Hops podcast Taking a look at the great game of football, no doubt. We're going to try to see if we're able to get any good news in terms of the situation that we saw on Monday Night Football. And as things are going along, we're going to be hopefully getting some good news on Damar Hamlin. I'm going to be keeping you guys informed as to everything. Last we saw was really 30 minutes ago, and that for the Buffalo Bills team, there are some guys that are going to be flying home. There are other guys that are going to be staying within the city of Cincinnati. So, we are going to be seeing what all happens here. I'll keep you guys up to date. No doubt, a very sombering situation to say the least. You hope for absolutely nothing but the best. And it looks like Ira Turner, the agent of Mr. Hamlin, he is giving no update at the current time. And just as that, we all keep his family in prayer. Or we all just keep the family of Mr. Hamlin in our prayers. And certainly, I will be doing so. And that's just a very, very strange, it's just a tough situation in general just because, well, it's something to where we were supposed to be getting a press conference a little bit later on tonight that is not going to be happening. And in terms of the family of Mr. Hamlin, they have no obligation whatsoever to send out any information. And I do not care how many slash few updates that we get. It is one of those things where you just feel for the family, you feel for the teammates and However they want to handle it is how they want to handle it. However much slash little information we get is what we get. It is all on their terms, but we will be doing our absolute best to keep you guys informed. I've got the best team in the business helping me out, producing this show, doing a great job of keeping things all on the rails. And we do have some sports to take a look at for Tuesday as well, because certainly it's a tough situation, but I know that there are many of you out there that Make a living being able to put in some wagers. There are others of you that you're looking to put in 10 to $20 looking to just have a little bit of entertainment. Some people go to the movies. Some people do sports betting instead. You know what? And some people do both as well. Obviously, I am a fan of the Minions. So we're going to try to be able to make you guys some money. And 
My DK Nation write-ups have been doing very well prior to the very unfortunate situation. I was celebrating the fact that we hit the under in Rutgers versus Purdue and sends us to 12-2 and two in my last 14 of these, including five in a row. But you're only as good as your latest bet. So let's take a look at what we're getting in the SEC for Tuesday. This is 617-618 on the betting board. We've got Tennessee. They are going to be playing us to Mississippi State. Mississippi State at most shops is a 10.5 point underdog, but we're starting to see these dry up. Here where I sit at Circa, I'm seeing a 10. I'm seeing a 9.5 pop up as well. And your total on this game open up at 121. We've seen this get shot up. Right now, DraftKings has a 122, and they're really the low point in the market. Seeing a lot of 123s, even seeing a straight 123.5. My right up here, that is going to be Mississippi State taking the points. I set them as a six and a half point underdog. So even if you've got that straight nine and a half, obviously do your best to be able to get the best of the number. But this is a circumstance where I am going to be taking the points with Mississippi State. Both of these teams have a lot of similarities to each other. Both of these teams really hang their head on defense. Tennessee, number one in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Mississippi State, number four with this regard. And Mississippi State has allowed just one team all season long to be able to exceed 66 points. So I think that they're going to be able to do a nice job of holding up on that front. Meanwhile, Tennessee, they have allowed more than 70 points just twice as far this season. So both of these teams have been incredibly consistent with their defense. And with this Mississippi State punch, they leave something to be desired in their three-point shooting. They barely shoot above 30% from three-point range. Not like Tennessee is lighting the world on fire either as they're currently 230th in all of college basketball. Tennessee is with their three-point shooting. And what I will say for Mississippi State is they've been able to do a good job of being able to perform in road and neutral court environments because right now they're shooting just 28.6% from three-point range at home. In a road slash neutral court environment, this goes to 35.6%. Three-point shooting at Tolu Smith, I think is going to be a big X factor for Mississippi State. For Tennessee, you do not have a single player that averages more than 5.8 rebounds per game. Now, I will say, both of these teams have been very good on the glass. 14th in the country is Tennessee in terms of rebound rate. Mississippi State, 15th. So, very identical numbers there. But for Tolu Smith, he's been able to do a nice job ripping down 8.5 rebounds. He's able to give the team 14.8 points per game. So, I think that's going to be big for them. They've got DJ Jeffries, who's also able to give you Right around six rebounds per game. You've got a Mississippi State team that the backcourt leaves a little bit of something to desire, but they do a good job of generating steals. Both of these teams rank in the top 25 in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. Tennessee has really been the better of these two teams, ranking number thir- three with this regard. But I do think that Mississippi State, being able to give them the numbers that we're seeing right now, anywhere between 9.5 and 10.5 and points at a game that is going to be very defense-oriented and just, in my opinion, yucky, for lack of a better term, I think is very appealing. You've got a Tennessee team that they're a little bit more mid-tempo. Tennessee, they're looking to play a little bit more of the 40 minutes of HE double hockey stick sort of style. Mississippi State, they're a little bit more of a low and slow style. Year number one on Chris Chans, they've really slowed things down. They rank outside the top 225 in terms of total possessions per game. I did set my total at 124.5 because when setting my number at 6F, if you have, say, a 6 Seven-point game with about a minute remaining. We all know what that means in terms of college basketball. The march to the foul line for the team that is in the lead. We see it time and time again. So that is part of my handicap on this over. I set my total at 124.5. But right up here, that is going to be on Mississippi State getting the points. So we are going to be taking a look at Mississippi there. And if you're looking on the total, would right now with current numbers be taking a look at this total over Here's a number that I think is very fascinating, and we're going to be saying out there in the SEC, it is LSU versus Kentucky, 625-626 on the betting board. The Kentucky Wildcats, they're anywhere between a 9 to a 10-point favor. We have really been seeing this market come down a little bit on Kentucky because they opened up 11, so this is a number that I shot way down. Total on this game is anywhere between 137-half and 138, and with Kentucky, I set them as an 8.5-point favorite. So if you're seeing a nine right now on LSU, that is a max, or that is really the minimum I'm willing to take with them. But I would be willing to take nine. Certainly, I would say try to get a ten if at all humanly possible. As it's an LSU bunch that they've been able to do a good job of being able to have chemistry just all throughout. They bring in Matt McMahon. He was over at Murray State, and he brought with him KJ Williams along with 
Trey Hannibal and Justice and their backcourt piece in Justice Hill. Hill has been able to give you four and a half assists per game. And then KJ Williams has really been the star for this team. He's able to give you more in that pocket, about 18 and a half points per game. And from three-point range, has been able to bury nearly 40% of his threes. As a six-foot-ten combo player, really do like his game. LC as all, they're shooting 35.5% from three-point range in Kentucky. They've been able to do a good job of lighting it up from three themselves. They're shooting 39% as a collective. Kaysan Wallace, coupled with Antonio Reeves, are both shooting over 40% from three. A pair of double-figure scorers. And Wallace has been able to chip in there darn near five assists per game as well. You've got Xavier Wheeler. He's been the main facilitator for the team. It's taken a little bit of a backseat in terms of the scoring. 11 points or fewer in four out of the last five games for the team. But 6.9 assists to right around 2.2, 2.3 turnovers per game. An assist to turnover ratio of three. You're certainly going to accept that. And... Oscar Shibway, he's going to be the most dominant player in the post in this game. As a matter of fact, he leads all of college basketball in terms of rebounds per game. He's been able to pull in there 13.6 rebounds per game, right on par with what he was able to do when he was able to win the Wooden Award last year. He's been able to chip in there 15 points, block and half per contest. So I do like what he's able to bring to the table for this team. But that said, I do think that LSU is going to be able to hold in there just because with Kentucky, the little things have been eluding them. They shoot 65.5% at the free throw line. Their defense has not necessarily been up to snuff, and you've got an LSU team that they've actually been able to do a really good job on defense in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. You've got an LSU team that they rank 44th in the country, but I think more importantly, the LSU defense travels. They are currently 10th in the country in points allowed on a per-possession basis in a road and neutral court environment. So they've actually been better away from home than they have been at home. Meanwhile, you've got a Kentucky bunch at they're ranked outside the top 50 with this regard, so I think that this is a good spot to be able to buy in on an LSU team that I've been very impressed by. Being able to have a lot of chemistry with the team right away because Mr. McMahon bring, did bring in a lot of guys that he coached up at Murray State has been beneficial. Will it take nine or more with LSU? And I do think that LSU going to be able to put the clamps down a little bit more on defense. You've got a pair of mid-tempo teams. LSU right around 210th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Kentucky's playing a little bit faster, but not a team that's going to be getting all out of sorts with their tempo, 160th in terms of possessions per game. So did semi-total 135 and a half, diving under. Would like to be able to get a little bit more than nine, but nine or more is going to be a take for me on Kentucky as well. And then if we're taking a look at a little bit of a Big East battle, we're going to do this one rather quickly. 627, 628. It is Seton Hall. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Creighton. And with Creighton, you're now finding them as anywhere between an 8.5 to a 9-point favorite total on this game. Is there between 137 and 137.5. And with Seton Hall, needed at least the 8.5 to be able to take a shot. Now seeing some 9s, that's even more encouraging. I'm going to be willing to take the points. Ryan Kalkbrenner, very impactful 7-foot big man for Creighton. He is out back at the fold. And with him back in the fold, They've been able to do a good job knocking off Butler by north of 20 points. They win by 15 of significance. The line was 15 and a half in their last game against DePaul. But Senal has been able to do a good job of tightening up the screws on defense. They're a top 70 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And Elamir Doss has been able to shoot 40% from three-point range. I do like Senal catching at the very minimum a nap in this spot. And I do think that Creighton looking a lot more efficient on offense. Senal is a mid-tempo team. Semi-total 138. Going to be looking at the over as well. And coming up next, we're going to be continuing our chatter of college sports with Daniel Avari. She does great work here at the network. And those are fans of UCLA. Does some in-stadium work for them as well. She's up next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. And you're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Daniel Alvari. She does amazing work here at the network along with over at DraftKings. And for those that are fans of college sports, I know that she does a lot of the in-arena and in-stadium work for the LSU Bruins as well. And Danielle, always do appreciate it. Thank you so much. You mean UCLA, of course. I know I know it was on your brain because you yes. know I'm on LSU coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just mentioning that game as well. And just a little bit of an update here before we go any further. Mm-hmm. Have not seen any updates within the last few minutes on DeMar Hamlin. There was supposed to be a little bit of a press conference that was supposedly coming up tonight. That uh, That is not going to be happening. So hopefully we're able to get a little bit of updates here. But that said, it's been a little bit mum the last hour or so. So. We will keep be keeping you up to date there, but you just mentioned it. The LSU versus Kentucky game was the last game I really broke down before going to break, and I like LSU in this spot. We've seen the number come down. It opened up at 11. Now we're seeing a lot of 10s. I'm even seeing some 9s, and 9 is really the minimum I would need to take LSU, but I like the way that this team has been performing, and for Kentucky, this team has all the world of talent. They should be able to win the battle down low, but at the same time with Kentucky, I just feel like, this team's execution, especially on the defensive side of things, has left a little bit of something to be desired. Absolutely. And Greg, you know that I got to go watch UCLA play Kentucky and New York, and I was a little bit underwhelmed. I was really obviously excited as a UCLA fan to see them get that win, but it seemed like a very winnable game the whole time, and it was. I think, to your point, Kentucky, something to be desired here. And too many points to give LSU, I think, at this point. This is a 12-1 and LSU team. And by the way, just got that huge win over number nine ranked Arkansas. So I think double-digit points here is is great for LSU. Um, they're on a seven-game winning streak. I think that they could make this definitely a contest. Uh, they're going to challenge that Kentucky defense. Uh, I lean under in this one for that reason as well. And I also think that all the LSU offense really has to do is drop a couple threes. I think if they can exploit Kentucky's perimeter defense that has been very lackluster, then this is going to be no problem to keep it close for them. And again, drawing it back to the defense, I think is really why this isn't going to necessarily be a blowout. As I said, if you're able to take down Arkansas, I'm pretty impressed with you. So them getting double digits, I like. Me too. I do think that this is going to be a good spot for the under because with LSU, they've been slowing things down right around 215th in the country in terms of possessions per game. So we're in lockstep there. Danielle, I know that you absolutely love the West Coast as well. And we've got some Mountain West action that's going to be going down. And I know out West, New Mexico is a lone team that is still undefeated with everything that we saw with Purdue going down as well. So that's a fascination. But I know that you've got your eyes on San Jose State and Boise State. It's a total that sits at 127. And San Jose State, for me, totals-wise, is one of the most interesting teams to take a look at because they play super-duper slow. Bottom 40 in terms of possessions per game. They're actually pretty efficient on offense. They're pretty inefficient on defense. Now they go up against Boise State team that's really been heating up from three. Not an easy place to travel to. Where do you sit on this game? 
It's tough. I mean, obviously, I'd like this one to get out of the double-digit territory for that reason, but I do lean Boise State here for a lot of the reasons you were just saying. Not an easy place for them to play. The San Jose defense has kind of been their calling card, not so much their offense, and Boise State's defense has been absolutely incredible. If you look at just points allowed for both of these teams, one of them definitely stands out, and again, these are two really solid defenses. So my favorite play for this is definitely under. Under 138 would be great. Um, I don't think you're going to necessarily see a surge of offense, so I don't necessarily want to look for a live opportunity. So for me, it's under in this game based on these defenses. Of course, that's factored in here. Um, and I, I'd love to think that San Jose State is going to be able to keep this close. They've been covering a lot of spreads. They've covered eight of their last nine. So this 10 points makes me a little more nervous. If I was going to bet the side, that might be a situation where I look for something live. Um, but I definitely like an under here. Yep. And to your point, I made Boise State a 10 and a half point favorite. So 10, that is the absolute max I'd be willing to lay here. Yeah. I would like to see this come down to more like a nine, nine and a half as well. So I'm right now sitting here. If we're able to get north of 11, I'll take those points. If we could get a little bit lower, would be feeling a bit better about that. I know you're feeling good about Kansas versus Texas Tech, though. And this is a pair of defenses I've been relatively solid. Both of these teams in the top 35 in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. Kansas has been able to take a little bit of better care of the ball on offense, but you've got a Texas Tech team that they do a little bit of a better job of being able to generate steals. And it's a line of Kansas being a two and a half point favorite. Toronto's game is 139 and a half with having a lot of new pieces on this Kansas team from a season ago. I wonder how they're going to handle really their second true road game in really a lot of these players career. And on top of that, this is a little bit of a revenge spot for Texas Tech. One of their main guys from last season and Kevin McCullough, he's out playing for Kansas. I think that gives Texas Tech a little bit of juice and I set Texas Tech as a favorite. I want to hear your thoughts because I feel like I might be going against the grain a little bit and taking Texas Tech. Uh, no, I completely understand why you would look that way. I agree with you. Kansas showing a little bit of uh, lack of experience in some areas, but completely impressive on both sides of the ball. So you can see why they're favored even on the road here. Top 15 and adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. But that Texas Tech's defense is elite. And to your point about motivation, perhaps in this game, obviously having a player that was on your team is motivation and also Texas Tech coming off of that TCU loss, very low scoring game as well, also on the road. I think they're going to be fired up to prove that they can get this done on the road. Um, I like the under here again. I don't know why I'm so attracted to the dogs uh, this week, but at least this is a home dog. I think they're going to be able to grind this out versus Kansas and keep it close. It's not going to necessarily be a blowout. Uh, Kansas, meanwhile, just played Oklahoma State, another really tough defense that went under. That's kind of how I see this one playing out as well. Uh, so lean under here, and I think Texas Tech can cover this two and a half at home. And you allude to just taking a look at quite a few unders. Do you take a look at more unders when it comes to conference play? Because it's something that I personally do. If you mm. just take a look back at the games that we saw on Monday, 14 unders, nine overs. I feel like this is an opportunity to be able to take a few more unders because I do think that when it comes to the start of conference play, the familiarity, teams slow down a little bit more. I do think that there's added value with unders now this point of the year rather than when you were looking at non-conference play. Absolutely. And you're also seeing offenses click together a little bit more later in the season. I don't know that that's completely fluid. For example, for UCLA, most recently opened up conference play versus Washington State. Very low scoring game. And part of that was Washington State's defense. But then they go on to play Washington, similar situation. So that's interesting that you actually look at unders in general in conference play. Uh, for me, I like betting on teams, especially matchups where there's good defenses, at least on one side, hopefully on both. So for me, I'm, I'm looking actively for unders. When there's teams that I just can't count on their defenses, I don't even I mean, I just don't like to bet overs in general, so I'm not looking at teams that are not going to be able to hold themselves at least a little bit accountable on the defensive side, but it makes sense at the start, like you said, this conference play, and again, I don't think these offenses are all, all figured out yet. Um, there's just some pieces that a lot of these teams are still trying to add. You pointed out Kansas. I know UCLA is another good example, so I do like these unders early. To your point, I do like to be able to bet a lot of unders, but when you get some of those unreliable defenses, there's nothing better than taking a nice big over and watching a team I put up like 90 points. I just living through an over. I really do. If there's like a three-minute span where there's no scoring, it's miserable. Yeah, it certainly is, but it's much more fun to cheer for points, which is why so many people like to take a look at overs. I personally take a look at a few more unders and overs, but I enjoy yeah. me the nice quality over that you're able to get as well. And I know that's something else that you're taking a look at for Tuesday is an NBA game between the Sacramento Kings and the Utah Jazz. Fortunately yeah. for both of these teams, they did not play some sort of a double overtime thriller where, where, oh, I don't know, both teams got to 140 points. That was 
Very, very fun to take a look at a Hawks versus Warriors game on Monday. But that said, where do you stand in terms of this Utah versus Sacramento game? Because, well, they're thinking there's going to be a lot of points. We'll take a total of 243 to 243 and a half. Yeah, that Hawks-Warriors game was an under-betters nightmare. Uh, this might be as well. Kings at Jazz here. Uh, Jazz laying two and a half points. We just saw this Jazz at Kings last Friday, so I want a little redemption here because I was on Kings minus three. They were up by eight to ten a lot of this game and then just kind of squandered it away at the end. They held on to win by one, 126 to 125. So maybe if you think they can get this done on the road in Utah, I'm not convinced, by the way, you would look at the money line here. I think their shooting will bounce back. They're coming off of a loss to Memphis. They shot just over 40%. They're fourth in shooting. They're usually shooting closer to 48, 49%. So I think we'll see that come back, which is great because the Jazz defense has been terrible. They're 27th in points allowed per 100 possessions. Dead last in opponent points in the paint. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis has been incredible in that regard. And it's really not to say anything special about the Kings defense either because they give up over 116 points per game, which is why we're seeing this really high total. Uh, they rank 24th in the league for that. You have to win the boards in this game. The Jazz are fourth in scoring, but outside the top 10 in both field goal shooting and three-point shooting, they need to get putback points. If the Kings take that away from them, I think they have a good shot of covering here. That said, I like DeMontis Sabonis over his points prop. That's what worked for me on Friday, and I think I'll go back to it. Absolutely. Go with what works. And what always works on this show is getting on great guests. And Danielle, you always fit the bill. You always lend great insights. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. Have a good night. Always great to get Danielle Alvari aboard. She does amazing work here at the network as one of our main analysts. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at more of the college basketball betting board. We're going to try to see if we're able to get a little bit more of an update on Mr. Damar Hamlin as well. That's up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Big thanks to Daniel Alvari. He does great work here at the network for joining me in the last segment. We're trying to see if we're able to get any updates in terms of DeMar Hamlin. We're hoping, praying for good news. I know that they turned on blue lights at Paycor Stadium for DeMar Hamlin. That's where the Cincinnati Bengals play. Hopefully I said that correctly, but they are trying to just do everything possible to keep this man and your thoughts and your prayers. Hopefully we're giving you guys a relatively just enlightened experience here today in general, just because I almost feel like this show is like the Jim Valvano speech. We all remember the famous SB's award speech where he said, you must do three things in life. You got to laugh, cry and think all at the same time. Hopefully we're giving you a little bit of that because certainly we want to be keeping t- be keeping Mr. Hamlin top of mind. He's a man that sounds like he is fighting for his life right now, and you hope that he is able to pull through, and hopefully we are able to report good news by the end of the show, and at the same time, want to give you guys some good betting information as well, because many of you guys here looking for some action for Tuesday as well. Sort of a strange circumstance. I know that many of you guys, there's just so many occupations that you have to sort of have a fine balance as well, because you probably have top of mind. Maybe someone in your family is going through something. Maybe you've got someone that you know and love that is going to the hospital, something like that. But at the same time, you still have a job to do as well. And I know that many of you guys balance that very well. Trying to do the best humanly possible here for you guys tonight as well. So I certainly do salute all of you guys that go through that. And hopefully we're doing our best here on this show. But let's take a look at some college basketball action because we do have some interesting Big Ten games that are going to be going down, and this one really piques my interest in a team that has been able to rise up this year. How about if we go 613-614 on the betting board? We've got Nebraska. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Michigan State. Michigan State opened up a 7.5-point favorite. Now this is a 7 across the board, and we have seen this total jump up just a little bit. It's saying between now a 132 and a 133, and I did set my total at a 130.5. I'm going to be willing to dive under Nebraska's really changed their identity this year. Nebraska last year was a team that was just whipping it. 
They were in the top 10 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. That was not necessarily so great for them. And they've been able to rise up this year in large part because they're no longer playing completely out of control. They are 226th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. They've been relying upon their main big man in Derek Walker, who's been able to give the team in that neighborhood about 13 points, eight rebounds per game. He's a relatively solid passer as a big man, and I do think that he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job in this game against a Michigan State bunch that they now get back Malik Hall. Hall, he returned for the first time in darn near a month against Buffalo. He had 11 points in 12 minutes, so you know what? He is firing on all cylinders once again, and you do have a bunch in Michigan State in which I do feel like the one thing that they're really lacking is that go-to score right now. They've got a bunch of very nice scores on the team, like a Joey Hauser, for instance. He's able to give you six half boards. He's able to give you 13 points per game. Shoots well over 40% from three-point range. A.J. Hogard, he gives you a little bit over 10 points. He's able to dole out a little bit over six assists per game, but who is that one closer for this Michigan State team? We don't know at this point, and with Michigan State, they've left a little bit of something to be desired on the defensive end in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're outside the top 100, so that's been a little bit of an issue for you. And for Nebraska, it doesn't sound like a ton, but I mean, this is quantum improvement from what we have seen just over the last few months in general. They're up to 68th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. As a matter of fact, they're allowing 12.4 points fewer per 100 possessions this year than they did a season ago. So Fred Hoiberg has been able to get his guys just firing on all cylinders a little bit more. And for Nebraska, well, you do want to watch out for this team as well. Not necessarily the world's greatest three-point shooting team. They're shooting as a collective about 31% from three-point range. You've had Emmanuel Bandemel be able to supply 10 points per game. Cassisha Minga has been able to give you a little bit over 10 points per contest. And he's really been the main three-point shooter for the team. He shoots in the high 30s from three-point range, right in that pocket of about 38%. Sam Griesel, he's been Mr. Do-It-All for them. Gives out four and a half assists, five and a half rebounds, ten and a half points. So I do like what he's able to bring to the table. It is a Nebraska team that they turn the ball over quite a bit. But the good news for them is that they go up against a Michigan team as one of the worst in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers for us on a per-possession basis. So I do expect something sort of in the middle on that front. I do think that Nebraska is a little bit more of a for-real team. Now, I don't think that they're going to be competing for a big-time title here or anything like that, but... I think that Nebraska has really been able to improve, and I think that they're trustworthy in this spot. I did set Nebraska as an underdog of six and a half points, so the minimum that I need to be able to take this line is seven, which is where we are sitting right now, so I'm willing to take seven with Nebraska, and with this total, I did set it at a 130.5. In terms of the tempo shift for Nebraska, it's been one of the biggest that we've found in all of college basketball, Michigan State. They're not necessarily too much of an up-tempo team either. So a circumstance where I am going to be taking a look at this little under, and I am willing to trust in Nebraska in this spot. Not something I thought I was going to be saying too much coming into the year, but they've been able to play some good basketball. How about if we take a look at a team from my home state of Wisconsin, 601-602 on the board. We've got Marquette. They're on the road. They're facing off against St. John's. The Red Storm opened up as a a 2.5-point underdog. DraftKings, if you like St. John's, you probably want to be heading there because they're a three-point underdog there. I'm seeing as low as a one-and-a-half out there. It's really anywhere between one-and-a-half and three. You've got pretty much, I'm seeing four books, and I'm seeing one-and-a-half, two, two-and-a-half, and three. So shop around accordingly. Toronto's game is anywhere between 156 and 156 and a half, and this is in the middle of where I set my number. I set or I set St. John's as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. I'd personally rather lay one-and-a-half to two with Marquette rather than take three with St. John's. So I do have a lean to Marquette. And with Marquette, I do think that they're going to be able to do a rock-solid job of being able to generate some turnovers. As you've got a St. John's team that they've been turning the ball over a little bit over 14 times per game. Now, both of these teams, they're able to generate about nine steals per game, but the unreliability of this St. John's team from the outside is of a little bit of concern as well. Pasha Alexander, Andre Cabello, they do a good job of being able to give out right around 9 to 10 assists per game, 9.7 to be exact. Both of these guys are able to give you about two steals per game, but 
They're also not so great three-point shooters. It says you've got a team that as a whole for St. John's shoots 31% from three. Now, Joel Soriano is a top five player in terms of rebounds per game. He's been able to give the team about 15 points, 12 and a half rebounds per game. I like what he's able to do. And Montez Mathis has been able to shoot 40% from three, but Tyler Kolek, the way that he's got an assist to turnover ratio, darn near three for Marquette is impressive. And Marquette, they're a bit more of an up-tempo team. They're in the top 60 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Now, they are facing off against St. John's team that St. John's is looking to grip it and rip it as St. John's currently ranks in terms of college basketball right in the neighborhood about 20th in terms of possessions per game. But still, I do take a look at this spot and I do think that Marquette going to be able to hold up on defense. Marquette has allowed 70 points or fewer in eight out of their last nine games ever wrapped up in a regulation. That excludes the games that have went to overtime slash double overtime against Wisconsin and Providence. But I think that they're going to do a nice job there. You've got Olivier Maximine Prosper, coupled with Cam Jones, who will be able to combine for 31 points per game. Neither of these guys necessarily super prolific from three-point range, but you know what? They do a solid job getting it done. Also, Ogadero should be able to do a nice job down low as well. He's been able to give the team six rebounds per game. And with Marquette, I really do like their overall depth when it comes to St. John's. They're just a little bit hit or miss when it comes to the backcourt. I do like what David Jones has been able to do, though. He is the transfer that comes in from uh, comes in from DePaul. And when he was at DePaul, I still remember the triple double he put up against Georgetown last season. He's been rock solid. 14 and a half points, 31% three point shooter. It's a six foot six, little bit of a combo player that's able to give you seven and a half boards and right around 1.1 steals per game. But I just feel like Marquette is a better team in this circumstance. Marquette battle tested. They went on the road. They were able to take down Villanova. Very nearly pulled it off against Providence. Providence, one of those teams that you do want to be taking note of in that they just pull out every single one of those close games. And we'll also give you a little bit of a VEASAN pro tip here as well. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. We were talking about it in the last segment with Daniel Alvari. You want to be taking a look at a few more unders when it comes to the beginning of conference play in college basketball. Familiarity, it certainly does reign supreme. And it feels like a lot of teams, they just tighten up a little bit in terms of their tempo. It slows down just a little bit. So be taking a look at more unders. We certainly saw that on Monday with 60.9% of games going under in all of college basketball. And part of that does put me on the under in this spot as well. I said my total at 155.5. So between 156, 156.5 is what we're seeing. I'm looking under. And with Marquette, look at the lay between 1.5 and at 2 where I sit here at Circa. It's a two-point line. So I'd be willing to lay that. And coming up next, we're going to be talking a little bit of football with our good friend Matt Landis. He does a great job with the Props and Hops podcast. We're going to be taking a look forward to Week 18 with him right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It is great to be joined by Matt Landis. He does great work over at the Props and Hops podcast. You're able to find that wherever your podcast does a great job taking a look at the NFL. And Matt, certainly we wish that we would be able to recap a great Monday night football game. Instead, we've got a man that is fighting for his life. And certainly just all thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. Hamlin, all that know him, all that are associated with him. So I do appreciate you coming on regardless. Thank you so much. Yeah, Greg, it's always great to connect with you. I hope that personally this will be uplifting for me because I find that you just have such a bright presence in a space that doesn't always have people that have that bright presence about them. Um, perspective definitely comes top of mind now, perhaps more than ever when we're talking NFL. So I don't know if there's anybody else that I'd rather soldier forward with if we're going to talk week 18 than with you right here, right now. Absolutely. And I mean, certainly everything you wish nothing but the best for all that are associated with everything that went down on Monday night football. But something else that we've got to be taking a look at is some of the playoff ramifications of everything as well. And I know that there have been a few teams that you've been taking a look at that. It feels like they're starting to peak at the right time in terms of against the spread record. I see that you've got your trusty chargers visor on and they're a team that I've really been warming up on or a few other teams that you're taking a look at and you're starting to feel really good about them going into week 18 and the playoffs because I think that the Chargers, the team that you have certainly a great affinity for, they are playing their best football at just the right time. Yeah, and I figured that I would have to represent them in some way tonight yes. after missing the Monday night roundtable with you and Ben Brown last week after they clinched their first playoff spot in a few years. So glad to see them on the upswing, winning four to five, getting healthy at the right time, and Brandon Staley's defensive scheme really coming to life after some new players and new situations across that defense to start the season were pretty rocky. Seems like some reinforcements coming back with the likes of Joey Bosa, some of the new guys just really gelling. And of course, they aren't the only team. I think your Packers, another candidate for you know the short list of teams peaking at the right time, winning four straight. Aaron Rodgers, we know how good he can be. I think a lot of it has come down to him getting on the same page with some of his new pass catchers. Christian Watson looking like a, a very promising uh, most recent few weeks. A good rookie season overall, but really taking center stage recently. And I think that the Packers could be that team in the playoffs that if they can win and get in this Sunday night, they might be that team, especially in an NFC that's just really murky at the top. Green Bay could be one of those teams that nobody wants to play. And again, with talent like we know Aaron Rodgers has, it wouldn't be too crazy for them to make a postseason run. And that just sounds completely crazy after they were just about left for dead a few weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. They certainly were. And how much do you take a look at the slate for this weekend? Just hold off on a few teams that they may or may not be playing for something because we've got a lot of teams out there that they sort of are on the fringe of competing for some playoff positioning. Like, heck, your Chargers. It feels like they're sort of taking a look at whether or not they're going to be the five seed or the six seed. They may or may not be playing for a little bit more playoff seeding. How much with these teams that they may or may not be really playing for something, do you want to maybe hold off on those teams? Yeah, it can be so tricky on a slate like this. I feel like with week 18 in the NFL, we need to handicap the market about as much as we handicap the matchups on the field. And in a lot of cases, people are looking for edges and motivation. But when those edges become so well known, I feel like they're not so much edges anymore. If nothing else, they might become a bit overpriced. 
And there's the classic saying, if a team must win at this stage of the season, then it must not be very good. Even teams seemingly with nothing to play for, the front office might want to, you know, get some younger players sometimes. So we might not see the teams putting their best foot forward in terms of who's on the field. But the players on the field are going to be giving it their all, putting everything on tape, playing for their next contract. And when we look at a team like the Chargers, it seems like they're securing the playoffs. The Broncos are eliminated. But the five seed in the AFC seems really pivotal this season, knowing that that seed gets to draw the winner of the Titans-Jags game as the AFC South champion, as opposed to having to go on the road to take on a bona fide Super Bowl contender, like perhaps the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals. So even though the Chargers are in the playoffs, I think there's plenty for them to try to accomplish on Sunday, make sure to get a win if at all possible. It sounds like Brandon Staley is saying that he plans to put everybody in their normal spots, give them their normal amount of playing time, and try to go get a win. He sees the value in that five seed. And then elsewhere in the league, I think it's interesting to look at a game like, let's take the Eagles, for example, hosting the Giants. Philadelphia, a 14-point favorite. And a lot of that is because the Giants are locked into the sixth seed, and the Eagles need to win this one to finally wrap up a one seed that seemed all but tied up for them a couple weeks ago when Jalen Hurts went down. And again, I know the Giants are locked into that six seed, but I feel like a team with the Eagles, they're really trying to restore as much health as they can across their roster. So for them, I feel like it's kind of a get in and get out type of situation. And the second half, I feel like both teams could just be rooting for the clock, trying to get out unscathed. 14 points might be quite the margin you're looking for the Eagles to gain, even if the Giants aren't putting up too much resistance. So it's just a lot of reading between the lines, a lot of reading tea leaves to try to see just how much of an effort each team is going to put forth on a crazy Week 18 card. No doubt. It certainly is an insane Week 18 card, and I know that you absolutely love doing teasers, and we've been noticing a lot of these underdog teasers being able to come through as well, teasing from like a team catching 2.5 up to 9.5, and we've got one of those teams on the board with the Colts who are between a 2 to 2.5 point favorite, so you've got the Texans as an underdog. You're able to tease them up to 9, 9.5, what have you, but is there... Are you going to be attacking teasers this week just with how strange these games are? Because I do feel like there's going to be more volatility with a lot of these games, especially when you get into some of these situations where you might have a team like for the Eagles, for example. I'm just spitballing one. If they get up by like 30 points, the other team's fighting for the one seed might decide, hey, you know what, let's pack it in. We're not going to be able to get that one seed. Yeah, I think there will be a lot of scoreboard watching for teams that are, again, locked into the playoffs, but not necessarily locked into a certain seed at this point. And because of the volatility that that can introduce, I think I've said a few times over the course of the season, one of the reasons I like to bet teasers are low variance settings, whether we're talking about a low total or division rivals with a lot of familiarity. In this case, even though we have so many divisional games this week, there is a lot of variance when it comes to teams' motivation. So that game you identified, the Texans, they are the one teaser leg on the board right now where that classic Wong teaser model, you can cross through the three and seven on a six-point teaser. I like the idea of getting them up to plus eight and a half against the Colts because I don't feel like Indianapolis in its current construction can really establish too much margin over any other NFL team. But I don't see anybody good to pair them with. And Greg, I might not have a good answer to the question about who I would consider pairing the Texans with until Sunday because I feel like, especially in a week like this, so much information leaking out across the marketplace over the course of the week, the more efficient the market becomes as kickoff approaches, the more valuable teasers become. And I feel like if we do see any week 18 market efficiency, it's probably going to be in those waning moments before kickoff. So it might be more or less a game time decision as to whether or not to play any teasers this week in spite of how well they've performed in recent weeks. And I think that that's a very good VEASAN pro tip right there as well. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of those. The volatility that comes with week 18 really does take down a little bit of the value with teasers. And to your point, getting between eight and eight and a half points to be able to fade Jeff Saturday is something that I am all for. But at the same time, I really can't find a dance partner to go along with it. But we do have some very meaningful games. We've got about 90 seconds left for this one. I know you were talking about the Packers a little bit earlier. Would you be comfortable laying four and a half points with them at home against the Detroit Lions in this week 18 circumstance? I feel like four and a half is about right. If anything, maybe it is attaching a premium to the Packers, given the role they've been on and Aaron Rodgers' reputation. That said, if I had to bet this game right now, I would lay the four and a half with Green Bay. 
And it might sound weird, but I'm going to take you to Rams Seahawks to explain why I'd lay the points with the Packers right now if I wanted to get involved prior to Sunday night football kicking off. Current line, Packers minus four and a half. If Seattle wins, the Lions are out of the playoff picture. I think a tidal wave of Green Bay money will flood the marketplace prior to Packers-Lions kicking off. If the Rams can win the game in Seattle, then I think that Detroit, with a win and in situation, could see some money and this point spread could shorten. So I think that four and a half may be about right for Packers-Lions right now, but I could see this game trending closer to three or closer to six, depending on how that Rams-Seahawks game goes. And with Seattle currently laying six and a half, I think that tells us it's more likely that Green Bay gets the late money. I wouldn't be surprised to see this one close in the range of Packers minus six. Yep, and you could be able to get some good value right now if you lay the four and a half because to your point, if this gets up to five and a half, if this gets up to six, you've got good closing line value there. And a man that always lends great value, that'd be you, Matt. You do a great job with the Props and Ops podcast available wherever people can get their podcasts. Always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. Always appreciate it as well. I'm looking forward to connecting again next Monday night, hopefully under much better circumstances. Absolutely. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball for this Tuesday going out west here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.